Want to be more informed about what's happening in the world? Meet The Skim, a daily email newsletter that has everything you need to start your day. In just five minutes, you get the major news and events explained in a quick, easy way. Plus, it's free. It's delivered right to your inbox. I use The Skim. It's very nice. You start the day, you have a whole bunch of info. So that when the water cooler talk happens, you know what people are talking about. You got your opinions ready. Subscribe at theskim.com slash stories. That's the S-K-I-M-M dot com slash stories and be entered to win a $50 Visa gift card. Hello to all my tieflings and kenkus. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one I think it'll be more fun And I'll get to know you And you'll get to know me Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. It's Beautiful Anonymous. Another phone call on the way. Happy to bring it to you. Last week's episode was called Sky Full of Ghosts. It was a follow-up to one of the uh, most, I think, uh, I don't want to say beloved because it's about something so tragic, but... but uh, a call that a lot of people remember, Whirlpool Galaxy. And I just want to say it was so um, so heartwarming to see that in the Facebook group, so many people said that they they had been through hard stuff, they had suffered loss, suffered loss of their own, and that this caller opening up twice now has helped them reconcile their own pain. And just to the caller slash person who sat across from me in the studio, I hope that you're seeing that, and I hope you know that you're talking about stuff that's very difficult and it's helping people. And that to me is what life's all about. Wanted to mention that I wrote a thing. I put it up on medium. I plugged it on my social media, plugged it in the Facebook group, the beautiful anonymous Facebook group. It's a beginner's guide to beautiful anonymous. I just felt like 160 episodes in hard to penetrate the show. So I asked the Facebook group vote on your top episodes. I took a bunch of them from the top tier that people voted on. I wrote them up, wrote why I think people like them, put links and uh, if, if you have friends and you think they'd like the show, this is the perfect thing. You send them the link to this, try to get them hooked, make them join the cult. And I think it's worth it because I am not. I, I don't want to be so self-deprecating anymore. Maybe I'll go in the other direction. I think this is one of the best podcasts in the world, specifically if you believe in the power of human beings and the idea that we all have more in common than we do differences. I think if you believe those things, It's a very satisfying show. I think it's a good show. I think it's worth listening to and worth sharing. I'm going to fight for this thing till the end. And uh, this week's call, I think, proves that as much as any other. I I, I get hyperbolic. I'm always like, this one's the best. This one's amazing. And I mean it every time. I don't want to be hyperbolic in that way again. People make fun of me for it. I will say about this call, I have not been able to stop thinking about it. We recorded it over a month ago, I believe. And I just can't get it out of my head. This caller is great. I don't know if I do a great job, but I know that the caller is great. She's, she's funny. She's unapologetically weird. She fills us in on, on so much stuff. And as you will hear, when she's calling us, she's at the tail end of a journey that is epic and harrowing and so human. And she stepped up and it blew me away. And like I said, can't stop thinking about it. Also do want to say it deals heavily with mental health. And if you're someone who suffers in that realm, as I do, you might not be in a place where you have the emotional capacity to uh, take on a a story about it. Just you maybe want to hold off until you find that capacity. And if you are someone suffering, 
just remember there's help out there. Friends, reach out to friends, reach out to family, reach out to medical professionals, to help hotlines. There's people out there who will help. And this caller proves that. It's really cool. Oh, also, you're going to get a bonus episode this Friday. Uh, the topic of Dungeons and Dragons comes up in this episode. And we've been sitting on an episode that we love, but is such a departure from the usual format of the show. We've been wondering the best way to put it out in the world. So since D&D comes up Tuesday in this episode, you're about to hear Friday bonus episode. Check it out. Uh, an episode that's really fun and silly and weird and very different. It's coming Friday. Bonus episode. Keep your ears peeled for that one. Enjoy this week's call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hello. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh my God. This is, I'm good. This is Chris, right? It is. What? Oh my God. <laughs> what? Sorry. I'm just really excited. Was that you? What is that? No. Oh no. That's my cat. Oh, that's your cat. Wait, that's your cat? This one here. Buddy, say hi. You can, you can get your cat to say hi on command? Oh, she's a Bengal. She never shuts up. Is this the thing? Bang- like, honestly. This is the thing Bengals are known for? Yeah, they're very loud. They're very, like, the, like she'll stand on my shoulders. Like, she's, like, the perfect cat. I think this is the perfect start to a call. <laughs> a loud- she is the best start to anything. Wait, talk to me, though, because if your cat is this consistently noisy and loud, why would anyone get a bangle? No offense to the... Is it a breed? <laughs> do, do you call them breeds with cats, too? That's an insanely um, talkative cat, and I love cats. I am an insanely talkative person. Okay. Like, I I don't like having my house quiet. Like, I grew up with music all the time, and I had siblings, and so... Oh, don't bite my rubber band um the cat's biting your rubber wanted... band oh my god she's attacking my rubber band wait why do you have a rubber band <laughs> i don't know i just found it on my chair and i was playing with it and now we're playing with it together <laughs> this is the greatest call in the history of this show it's just the ginger show <laughs> wait what does that mean <laughs> this is Ginger's show now she has hijacked the show Oh, the cat's name is Ginger. You have to make that clear because I thought you were, because I've been accused of oh, having no, no, no. a ginger complexion. No, I thought you were saying you oh. also are pale with freckles and that this is the ginger oh, show. Well, I am. So I guess it's I the am. ginger show in multiple ways. What is going this on? It is. <laughs> it's a gingerception. Oh, my God. I put the rubber band on her head and she can't get it off. Well, that's mean. I wish this was a video chat. That's mean. That sounds mean. No, it's so cute. She loves it. Now, let me ask you. <laughs> let me say something here. A lot of people have gotten mad at me because in the course of the show, I've said a handful of times that I've never been a dog person. And people get legit mm-hmm. angry on the internet when you say Some people oh, playfully. Some people playfully, but some people for real. And then I've said I, I grew up with cats and I consider myself a cat person. People tend to say cats are not fun. And I think you're dispelling that stereotype right now. Oh, hi. Like whenever people are like, oh, cats are dicks. I'm just like, okay, you have never met my cat. She's honestly, like, the closest thing you would probably get to a dog. Like, she'll play fetch. She 
is loud. She loves cuddling. She like dispels all of the myths about cats. You know what I mean? She's just such a sweetie. Now, it's not a great fit for cats that it's not a great pitch for cats that you just said it's the closest you can get to a dog because many dog owners will go, well, then why don't you just get a dog? Because I have a cat and my cat hates dogs. And let's also explain the greatest thing about cats. Which is? You don't have to wander out into the freezing cold winter and pick their poop up off the uh, ground while they exactly. stare at you. Exactly. Although I do smoke, I do smoke weed. And uh, I have to go outside to smoke weed because my partner does not like the smell at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very high maintenance. Okay. Oh, and that's why you have to wander out into the cold. I thought this was going to be That's cat- why I have to wander right. out in the cold. I thought this was going to loop back to cats. Okay. So I, have- <laughs> I mean, we can just spend the whole show talking about cats. She's still going with the rubber band. <laughs> I'm very tempted. I she's, do- like, she's like super old. Really? How old? How old is this cat? She's 12. 12, and she's still very active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like a kitten. Cool cat. I've, mm-hmm. Did someone, you have a question? No. I was just saying cool cat. <laughs> um, so I've been up for, like, nearly two days now. Whoa. Um, I just drove, I just got back this morning from a, like, eight-hour drive to go check on a friend of mine who was suicidal last night. Ah, uh, that's uh, bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, who... Oh, no, I'm, like, as terrible as it is, like, I would, like, I'm so happy to do it. Like, obviously, I wish it wasn't that situation, but, like, she literally didn't have anybody closer to her, you know, and... She, like, is somebody we played Dungeons and Dragons with. So I <laughs> last night was the first time I actually met her, um, which was really awkward because oh. it was, like, 3 in the morning. <laughs> so you play online Dungeons and Dragons. Let me just break. Let me mm-hmm. just get, get yeah. a clear sense of it. Situation, you play online Dungeons and Dragons with a group of people. Right. You've gotten to know them in this sort of cybernetic fashion, as we do in the modern world. Yeah, I think we've probably played... This will be our fifth game on Tuesday, so we only play for, like, three hours. So, like, in total, I have known this person, like, 12 hours. 12 hours of online interaction. Yeah. How, how does it become clear that they're struggling? Um, well, a friend of mine, we call her, um, well, I won't use her nickname because it's a pretty prominent nickname, but one of my friends who was talking with her messaged me and my other friend and she was saying hey you know she just got served with these divorce papers and she told me that she took a bunch of pills and drank a bunch and I'm really worried about her should I go check on her and it just sort of in the span of like 20 minutes you know we were like we might might as well drive across state and check on her so you and your you and your real li- you and your real life friend went together. Uh yeah. We well two of them I know in real life because we all live in the same like general area so we can meet up every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um but this person lived in an entirely different state that we decided to go drive to in the middle of the night. Well we left at like 9. We had wow. to stop to pee a bunch of times. That I have to say you know someone online for 12 hours while playing a game where you pretend to be someone else. I think many people would say this is a relative stranger. 
Um, you stepped. Totally. You stepped up. You stepped up, and as someone who has uh, had some dark nights where I wished someone would show up and check on me, I, I thank you because you stepped up. Yeah, well, that's that's why we did it because you know, and I'm glad that we did because when we got there, it was pretty clear that she needed to be taken to the hospital and like. She lives all the way out in BFE, so she was literally by herself in this giant house what is in the B- middle of nowhere. Wait, what's BFE? Oh, um, I think it—my mom used that term. I think it means something along the lines of buttfuck Egypt. It's just, like, a term that means, like, in the middle of nowhere. I'm trying not <laughs> to laugh in the middle of a call this serious. But- <laughs> I know for a fact um, there's a cat in the room with you that has a rubber band around its head, and you just said, but, but fuck Egypt. She does still have the rubber band on her head. So I want to respect um, the seriousness of this call and this topic more totally. than most because it's it's something personal to me. But I can't help but yeah. giggle at the phrase, but fuck Egypt. Well, I know there's a cat with a rubber <laughs> well, band wrapped around its head. You got to find, I mean, that's why we're alive, isn't it, to be able to find the humor I mean like the reason we went is because like I too have been you know suicidal and I also have been the two kinds of suicidal you know like the one where you're telling people that you're feeling like that because inside you don't want to feel this way and you want to reach out to somebody and get help and then I've been the suicidal where you've turned your phone off and you're not talking to anybody because you want it to be successful. And if somebody is reaching out to you, you know, like that's not for no reason not to, you know, downplay it in any way. But I mean, a four hour road trip for somebody just to make sure that their life is like, is nothing to nothing to sneeze at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, too, because there's also that middle ground that it sounds like this fell into, which is that who knows if the person who's going through this pain reached out to anybody in their, you know, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, real life. But all of a sudden something shows up. It's not uncommon, I think, to all of a sudden have be like, hey, here in this online click that feels sort of real and sort of not. Let me drop this here in this sort of like nebulous part of life as a cry for help. Yeah. Scary stuff. Well, and it's so hard too, because like when we got there, like I obviously, like we didn't, like our friend that told us about it didn't want to tell us everything about what was going on because, you know, not hers to tell, you know, we were just there to be supportive and show her that people cared, but she's in an emotionally abusive relationship and this person has a successfully isolated her from everybody Uh, and like I really do mean physically like I said like she was alone in a house she has nobody in that state that she knows besides this person you know and it is and I mean I just I know what it's like to be that kind of be in that way and wish that you had somebody that just showed that they cared, 
Like, and she's, I met her and like already I fucking love her. Like she's amazing. She's so sweet and she's so intelligent. Even when she was slurring, she was real witty. Like, it's just like breaks your heart to like see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh... But we did have um, some good, we did have some good times on the road trip over. I might have showed them a few episodes of your podcast. Wow. So on the on the suicide intervention emergency road trip. <laughs> what episodes yeah, of what, well, they, what episodes of Beautiful Anonymous do you pick as the uh as the uh background? <laughs> the goddamn cat is killing me. How can we talk oh, about something this seriously? <laughs> and then we got Ginger with the rubber band around her head going, meow, meow, trying to grab all the focus. Oh, I know. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Bubby, you're such a star. This is, There's going to be t-shirts about you. This is ridiculous. <laughs> she really does talk along. This is ridiculous. I forgot the question. What did you say? <laughs> well, you had you had brought up that you listened to... The, the, what episode do you pick oh, yeah, during right. the suicide intervention? Oh, well, you know, I always start with the first one when mm-hmm. I show mm-hmm. people... Um, it's just such a classic. It's so good. Um, I love it. I've been listening since the beginning, so. Thank Um, you for listening. And thank you for showing others even under dress. Now, let's get back to the more important stuff. Not trying to make it about (laughs) me over here. So. No, no. Let me ask you this about when you play Dungeons and Dragons online. Is it. Yeah. What type of platform? Is it video? Is it audio? Is it text? I feel like there's different ways to participate in that. Yeah, totally. There totally is. Um, Basically, what we do is, um, so our friend will stream on Twitch our game, and so we'll all, like, video chat over Discord. Um, If you're familiar with Discord, it's, like, Mm -hmm, an mm -hmm. online chatting thing. And I feel like a lot of Reddit users, I feel like it's something associated with the world of Reddit in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So we will all video chat on Discord and we'll all have like, you know, our some people use paper and pen still. Some people use D&D Beyond to have their D&D characters. Um, but yeah, we'll just virtually do it. We all have the same map so we can sort of role play where we're all going. So, but other than that. So when you show up, when you show up at the home of this person under dress, she does know what you look like. This is not this is not like a an internet stranger to that degree. You've seen each other on video no. chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um we like I have met now three people in our group. We have six or seven. No, I guess that's I guess that's not true. I've met four because um our DM's boyfriend also lives in Portland and I've met him. Um, but yeah, we have like one per or two people that live in the East coast and then one that lives up in Washington. And then another, I think that lives in California or something. So, Maybe I'm not very good at math. So when you walk in, when you walk in to your friend's house, she's taking pills. She's drank on top of them. I would imagine she is not, 100% with it. Do you walk right. in and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe Berwick the halfling mage is in my home right now. Like, is there any element, 
That's like to meet online people in any situation. Anytime I've met someone who I've known yeah. online in person, there's always that strange like little dance, let alone when it's this situation. That's that's very trippy. Yeah, I definitely like had a moment where <laughs> so um I'm I'm very like um to like when I'm in a like I get really bad social anxiety and so to like circumvent that I pretend like I'm already friends with people when I meet them so that I don't have to do the whole like oh hey how's the weather how are you it's just easier to sort of skip ahead and pretend that I already know you and so when we woke her up and ring her doorbell at three in the morning um I was I invited myself in I was like Hi, I'm Seripides, which is my player's, my character name. You did. You introduced um, yourself by the name of your Dungeons & Dragons character. I did. I did. Um, and what classification you know, because, are you? Oh, I am a tiefling rogue, if you know what that is. So you're, I don't. I know what a rogue is, a, tie, a tiefling rogue. <laughs> So you're going to intervene by someone who has taken suicidal actions. You drive overnight and you you walk into the house and you say, Hi, it is I, Serendipities, the tiefling rogue. I mean, essentially, like she I mean, I I, I gave her a hug, you know. <laughs> she opened the door and I was like, I'm gonna hug you. I'm Seripides. It's really nice to meet you. I wish it was in better circumstances. Can I make you some tea? I hate to laugh. Um, I hate to laugh, but this is the real world. This is the real world. It is. It's not a movie. Every once in a while, you got to walk in and go, this person knows me as Seripides. So, hi, I'm Seripides, and I'm here to make you tea. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely at one point we were sitting in her bedroom together while the other two girls were packing up her stuff to take her to the hospital. And I finally was like, I don't actually know your real name. (laughs) Like... I have no idea. And um, so I introduced myself and she introduced herself. And I was like, man, isn't it weird that like I'm (laughs) I was like, isn't it weird that I'm sitting on your bed, like playing with your hair while you cry in my lap? And we've literally like never met before. That's amazing. And she she was pretty out of it, unfortunately. But I think she. She was just really happy that I think she was just surprised that three more than just one person. I think she was just surprised that three people drove out in the middle of the night to see her. She, I think she was pretty overwhelmed, which I'm just glad she wasn't pissed at us because some people go the opposite way and they get mm-hmm. really angry. So she didn't know you were making this trip. She knew that we were driving up at first she had told the person that she had initially messaged for us not to come but every reason she gave was because of her ex you know like oh if you guys are here when he gets here he's gonna be mad it was never about like you guys don't need to come like I'm okay you know what I mean it wasn't about I'm okay or I'm safe it was about like what he wanted I guess and I mean we just better safe than sorry you know yeah I'm glad you stuck with it obviously what did the ex was the ex there was there any sort of confrontation oh yes 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 
I'm going to dictate this guy. <clears throat> Hold on. I have to cough. I swallowed my tea wrong. Although I will say. Oh, no. It's okay. Harry made me the tea, and I'm wondering if he did something to it because this guy's been out to get me for a while. Oh, you got to get a you got to get a taster. <laughs> I do need a taster when this guy's around. Jared, you have to. Jared, you have to. You have to get. You have to be on the front lines of this. Okay, so I had asked if the ex was there. You had a very serious reaction. You said, "Geth, Geth, Geth." I apologize. I had to break that momentum. You said, "I'm going oh, to." Oh no, it's, it's good. You had said something. I'm going to blank this guy, but I missed the middle word. Oh, um, I'm going to dick kick this guy. Dick kick. I'm glad I clarified. Glad I asked for that clarification. Just in case anybody else had trouble hearing, as I did the first time, I wrote dick kick. She said, I'm going to dick kick this guy. That's, that's what a dick kick. Anyway, you know what? Since the momentum's been interrupted, why don't we get our ads out of the way? we got advertisers. They're the ones who help us bring this show to the world. Check out what they have to offer. Use the promo codes. We'll be right back. Don't forget to thank the real pros this Mother's Day. That's right, Mother's Day is coming up. My mom's the best. Everybody has heard me say sorry, Sally, many times. My mom is a master at uh, Irish Catholic guilt, but she's also great at being a true confidant and a friend and someone I lean on and also now a great grandma. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll think about pro flowers. I think pro flowers is the way to go for my mom this Mother's Day. I think you'll feel the same. Pro flowers lets you choose from a variety of bouquets and unique vases that suit every mom's style. Simply select the delivery date you want, and Pro Flowers carefully packages your flowers and delivers them fresh from the farm. Plus, express delivery means her flowers stay fresh. It's a, it's a very, very cool service. I have used it. Like they said, those flowers are fresh cut. They're coming to you right from the farm. They got, the, uh, they got a freshness guarantee on there. And uh, you're a busy person. Maybe you're running around, maybe you got work, maybe you're hustling. It's a gig economy. You got uh, four different jobs these days. You're traveling a lot. Get those flowers delivered. Remind the people that you love that you love them. Right now, get one dozen assorted roses for $19.99. You can even double the roses. Get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Just visit proflowers.com. Click the microphone in the upper right corner. Enter my code, STORIES. That's proflowers.com. Click the microphone. Enter code STORIES. Mother's Day is May 12th, so don't wait. Order like a pro and get this amazing rose deal to thank all the moms in your life. There's a lot happening in the world these days. Listeners to this show know that. A lot is happening in this world. Very hard to keep up. You ever find it hard to keep up? Guess what you need? You need the Skim. Skim's a daily email newsletter. It's delivered right to your inbox. Gives you all the news and information you need to know to start your day. All in five minutes. I am a subscriber really like it because I'm so I'll get lost on news sites and then what happens is I'm hours into my day and I go oh boy I haven't gotten any work done yet the skim's nice because in five minutes you read up on everything you you know a little bit you know what you want to follow up on you get back to your day it's all delivered in a fun and relatable way it's like you and a friend talking over coffee it's also nonpartisan. it's very nice connects the dots on how the news impacts you plus it's free that's always good. It's free. Join the 7 million subscribers who wake up with The Skim every morning at theskim.com slash stories. That's the S-K-I-M-M, two M's, dot com slash stories. And beautiful anonymous listeners who sign up, you'll be entered to win a $50 Visa gift card. It's a free service. You win 50 bucks. Nothing's wrong with that. Thanks again to all our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. 
down. I'm going to dick kick this guy. Dick kick. I'm glad I clarified. Glad I asked for that clarification. I'm, I'm going to make some tea. You have a good good idea with the tea there, buddy. Thanks. Buddy, you're not getting any tea. Wait, is your cat's name Buddy or Ginger? I call her, I call her, well, her name's Ginger, but I call her Bubby because of this terrible reality show that I watch called Vanderpump Rules. Okay. I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it is. I've heard that phrase floating around in the ether, but I don't really know what it is. It's such trash, and I love it. Okay. Like, honestly. But, um, yeah, he was, um, he wasn't, so I had to come back to our city, unfortunately, because I am a manager for a nonprofit, and I had to work day basically so I had to go back to the city but um, on our way back our friend that stayed with her in the hospital messaged us and was like her her husband's here whoa and um, at the hospital you I said? was like uh, yeah at the hospital and um, apparently when he was on the phone he was trying to make it about how she wasn't doing anything right to make things right. Like she wasn't trying to fix anything, Mm -hmm. which is just like such an awful thing to say to somebody. What is that? Hold on. Hold on. There is a really dark comedy element to this conversation where every time we get the most serious Either a My cat, cat chimes in. A cat starts going nuts or I start choking half to death because I swallowed tea wrong or a <laughs> microwave goes off. It's every time it gets serious and people are clearly about to like lean in and really focus in, all of a sudden one of us does something to make an absolutely I'm disruptive the door. noise. She's not invited. No, the cat is always welcome. Okay. <laughs> sounds okay, like good. the tea is I didn't hot. Really sounds, shut the door. Good. No, it's uh, <laughs> 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 you can't do it. This is uh, you just got the glasses thrown because this call is so <laughs> gripping in so many ways and so ridiculous in so many others. So you were saying, yeah, but um, so he, so my friend that was there called us while he was there, and. I don't know if you can tell this about me, Chris, but I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty blunt person. Okay. I, it's really, I don't, I don't really have, well, and especially now that I'm on Abilify, I don't really have like a filter like I used to anymore. Um, just because it makes me very like impulsive and that's hard to not be blunt with, but she put us on the, she put me on the phone with him and her, which is the only, it is only by the grace of my love for this human being that I did not tear this guy a new asshole on the phone because he was being so rude on the phone to her. And mind you, she's still messed up from the drugs that she took. She's still on an IV in the hospital. She hasn't been admitted to the mental facility yet. And this guy is railing on her in public, like literally on the phone with complete strangers railing on her. And I was like, hey, 
can he hear me? And my friend was like, yeah. And she said it in a tone as, you know, to be careful because, you know, and I really had to restrain myself and just said, be glad that we were there for her when you weren't and be glad that I'm not there now. Like, I really just didn't have anything else to say. Like, what else, like, what are you going to say to that kind of a person? Yeah, sounds like a bad dude. Yeah, it was, it's really disappointing. Like, I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just hard because I've lost so many people to it. And while I'm glad that this one turned out relatively okay, it's just like, and not, it's just hard because it's one of those things where you're like, you don't want to make it about you and your feelings. But like, at some point when it's like your eighth friend that you've been there for and like had to take to a hospital like it gets really hard like it's hard to it's hard to see somebody in pain that you know like how it feels and it's really hard oh sorry I'm crying now (laughs) that's okay it's a thing worth crying about I'm just glad she's okay. And mostly, honestly, because her D&D character is hilarious. Like, she's definitely, like, one of the best players. And uh, she needs to be there. (laughs) I did not. Again, I hate to laugh, but it hits this point where... Did you choke on your tea again? No, it just hits this point where you're crying and it's very real. Oh no. And it's serious. No. And then <laughs> and then it and now I have to ask what's so hilarious about the D&D character. Um so she plays a I think it's called a Kenku. Um it's like a bird person. <laughs> Wait, how do you Did you hear my cat? No, I'm just laughing at Kenku. How do you spell Kenku? I want to look this up cuz we looked up Tiefling. Yeah, please we looked Google up it. Tiefling is a humanoid race. Originally introduced in the Planescape campaign. Yeah, they, I think their thing is like their ancestors like fucked a demon or something, and now the rest <laughs> of them are cursed. <laughs> okay, something okay. like that. And how do you spell Kenku? I want to. I want to look up Kenku. <laughs> K e n k u. I think. Okay, Kenku. Um, there's a whole world. Oh yeah. wow, it's a little creature. It's like a little, yeah, it's like a little they're bird. Really cute. It's like a little bird man. Yeah, they're really cute. But she plays um, a Kenku druid or cleric. I can one of them's a druid and one of them's a cleric. There's two Kenkus, and I can never remember. Um, it's kind of racist, I guess. I can never tell the difference between the two. Um, like, but she's so funny because like her character is like obsessed with like death but not in like uh i'm killing people way but in like a balance kind of a way Mm. but the way that she the way that she talks about things is just like it's so it's so hard to describe because you kind of have to like know the mechanics of the game but just like at the most like odd times for something to be brought up like 
she'll just throw something in completely random that just totally collides with how her character is. So she's like a very serious druid who um, helps people on to like the afterlife or whatever. And then we get a boat swan and we're riding this boat swan and she has decided that this boat swan is like her new best friend and will only talk to the boat swan for like the rest of the game. (laughs) Like (laughs) that probably doesn't seem very funny, but if you are like playing a four hour campaign with somebody and the only way they're communicating with your group is through like, a swan that's like a boat, it is just rife with entertainment. That's amazing. That's like amazing and it's creative and play. weird and funny. I've played I've played uh I've played Dungeons and Dragons before. A handful of times. What did you play? Life. Pathfinder or? We played let's see, I played a couple times in college. I don't remember. And then I played there was a guy who used to work on my TV show. He was our he was our social media guy for a while and got hired away. Um, he used to play a game with us. It's like a it's like a pared down version of D anD D with less math and dice and rules that you can kind of play games over a day or two or even a few hours. It's not like an official D anD D thing. It's like one of the sort of like uh, in that world, like side ones. Like a quick, what's it's called Dungeon Something. I forget. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, I we play 5th Edition, which I've played Pathfinder and 5th Edition. And Pathfinder is, like, kind of what you're saying, where it's, like, really mechanics-heavy. Um, this one know, removed like, a lot. This one was mostly come up with a character... The DM rolls That's the dice fifth edition, for you. More than likely. Now, can I tell you something? And Jared, you may need to edit this out to Penny. I will tell you <laughs> something: is we recorded another call that we haven't released yet, and I'm starting to think uh-huh. we do them back to back, Jared. I'm starting to think that we put this one out, and then the one I'm referencing the very next week. We had a call from someone who told us that she was a very talented DM. And it led to, <gasps> it led to an episode of Beautiful Anonymous where I got Jared and Harry on mic, and we did a one hour campaign D and D. Some what? of our you're gonna love it. Some of our fans are gonna love it. Oh, it's gonna it for people who are into it. They're gonna so find it cool. so funny and cool. A lot of our fans who are like, no, I tune into this show for thoughtful conversations about humans and their stories. They're going to hate it so much. They're going to hate it so much. But I think we put out this one. Go back and listen to one of the, like, tearjerker episodes. Well, you don't have to roll your eyes at my body of work. There's no need to throw the... No, no, no. I just mean if people want thoughtful ones, there are... (laughs) You have a plethora of thoughtful and deep, in-depth conversations. Like, the one that I always, like bring up when I think of like really emotionally impactful ones is the one with about the woman who made out with her teacher when she was younger. Yeah. That one was intense. I met her in real life. I she came and introduced herself. Did you really show yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've met a lot of clients. I I have a confession. I almost met you when you came to my city for your book tour and I couldn't meet you because I was that night and I just want you to know I would have brought you a joint 
Well, thank you so much. I don't know how I would have responded to that. Probably would have given it to my opener, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> we could smoke it with her. Him. Him. It's him. It's yeah. pretty common uh, in the city that I'm from, so... Do you want to, you did bleep it, I think, I, I, you did say the name of your city at one point. We can bleep it if you want. We'll oh, go, did I? Yeah, we'll go back. Oh, Portland, did I say? Yeah, you did. Oh, I uh, don't mind. All right, then we'll just say, yeah, Portland. Yeah, Portland's okay. great. Yeah, it's okay. pretty common in Portland. Yes. Yeah, we all know. Everyone knows. Portland, I'll tell you, I had an experience in Portland, if I may, because we're a little uh, over halfway through this episode, and I want to get us back on track. I, when I did the show in Portland, I, uh, because I did a bookstore signing. Portland is... Right, and Powell's. Uh, Powell's, one of the world's great bookstores. Signing was oh, so fun. Thank you to everybody who came. And then I did stand-up that night. I talked about this in the stand-up show when I was, like, just kind of warming up with the crowd. Portland is the most incredible city in America as long as you never ask yourself the question, what was up with that? As long as you never <laughs> ask that question... You'll be fine because it's you cannot you cannot ask why don't look in under the, city the surface. Of Portland. I was walking over one of the bridges. I had some hours to kill, and when I'm on the road, sometimes I stick to the hotel, and it's a boring. I'm a boring person. I was walking around. I walked over Not one of those. I was walking over one of those bridges, and it was beautiful, and I'm so relaxed. And then I get to the one side of the bridge, and there's a couple guys just sort of like standing around. And it's like a little group. You can tell they stand around on this particular corner all the time. And uh, maybe, you know, I'm not trying to make any assumptions. My guard goes up a little bit. I know that maybe drugs are a little bit of a problem in the Pacific Northwest. People would say, oh, yeah, like oh, homeless population. There might, really be some, are. there might be some meth. You might need to watch out for some people who are a little tweaked out. So, you know, don't get lost in your phone. Yeah. Portland's and, stuck in the 90s. A little bit. And... uh these guys are standing there, and then this van pulls up, stops. The side door of the van slides open. One of the dudes on the street just walks up, stands about three feet away, and just stares at whatever's happening in the van, but doesn't get in the van. No one gets out of the van, and no hand comes out of the hand van. Nobody reaches. It's not like a drug deal. Just the guy got up, and he just looked into the van. I promise you, he did not interact with the van in any other way. And then the door shut, and the van drove away. And I was like, what was up with yep. that? I was like, what was up with that? And that's when I realized the flaw, the Achilles heel of Portland is if you, <laughs> if you ever ask what is really going on, you probably don't want to know the answer in Portland. It's best to just let it be this peaceful haven of progressivism. Let it be the fantasy weird. You know what I mean? Like, let the fantasy and the weirdness sort of create this aura around it and don't look too much into it. Yeah, let's let it be this I, uh, vision of progressive values and never say, also, so many of the classic serial killers have come from the Pacific Northwest, too. Let's just not mention oh, that. God. has a dark side. Um, I, I'll tell you one of my favorite stories about my city. Um, when I was 19, I was working at this bar, and I had to walk down through Chinatown to get to my dorm. And I walked past Dante's, which is this bar, if you're familiar with it. Um, it's right on the corner of Burnside and something. And I'm walking outside. It's like 2 in the morning. And there's this woman. There's these two women standing on the corner right outside of Dante's. 
one of them is holding a baby and the other one's smoking a cigarette and they're sharing it. And I'm like, all right, it's two in the morning, but I guess babies don't have curfews, like whatever. And I see this mess lady walking down the street towards the two women and she is screaming and yelling, clearly tweaked out, but she also clearly knows the woman with the baby. And she walks up to the woman with the baby, starts getting in her face, goes to punch the woman in the face, and hits the baby square in the face. Oh, my God. I hate this story. I, I shit you not. This woman holding this baby, while still holding her in one hand, clocks this woman and continues smoking the cigarette like nothing happened. So you watched a baby get and punched I'm, and then a woman punched back while holding the baby and then everyone just moved on with the evening? The baby barely cried. Like, I was like, what is this? It's probably the first time and only time in five years that I really looked at something that happened and I was like, what the fuck did I just, what? <laughs> That's poor. Like, <laughs> you can't ask what. I saw a baby get punched in the face. You can't. It has a dark side. It's not, it's the, it's one of the most beautiful, exciting, forward thinking cities in America. And also what is going on? I'm going to pause right here to say every once in a while on this show, I am told something where I have no idea how to react. Every once in a while you hear something where if I was to react with the appropriate level of dismay and horror, it would crush me for days and a baby getting punched in the face at two in the morning is one of those things. So apologies to anyone who's out there listening and saying, uh, why didn't he react more to a baby getting punched in the face? The answer is because I only have so much emotional capacity and it would send me into a tailspin wondering why the world is the way it is. Anyway, we got advertisers. How about that? How about that segue? Talking about the bleakness of the world. You know what makes your world less bleak is products and services that might serve you well. Be right back. We need to talk about something. Constipation, abdominal pain, and bloating. You tell yourself it's not that bad. You take laxatives and modify your diet and exercise routine, but thinking about it all the time is frustrating. Do you find yourself making up excuses instead of admitting to people that you don't want to go out because you're worried about leaving home? Despite your best efforts to feel better, your symptoms keep coming back. If this feels all too relatable, you are not alone. If your gut symptoms return again and again, and you don't know why, it may be time to seek help. Like 13 million others, you might have a real medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C. To get more info about your symptoms and IBS-C, go to ohmygut.info slash podcast. Learn about your constipation, abdominal pain, and bloating, and if you're ready, Find out ways to talk to your doctor or access one online. That's ohmygut.info slash podcast. O-H-M-Y-G-U-T dot I-N-F-O slash podcast. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. It's it's one of the most beautiful, exciting, forward-thinking cities in America and also... What is going on? 
But like super racist history, though. I don't know I've if you're heard. familiar. Well, so I've been informed that it was that it is it that Oregon had some like actual laws about trying to keep people of color out, and they stayed on the books for mm-hmm. pretty deep into the state's yeah, history. Yeah, it was. It was actually Oregon is the only state in the United States that actually had it in its state constitution at inception that people of color couldn't live here. Like, even Texas and Florida didn't have that shit. Now all our Texas and Florida listeners are mad, but I get get what you're saying. I mean, (laughs) Texas is where they make white people, I'm pretty sure. Well, Texas is a beautiful place, too. Texas has its problems. Oh, as all totally. Places do, Austin but, is beautiful. And not just, I've, I'm a little bit obsessed with Texas Monthly Magazine, and it's made me fall in love with Texas across Texas the board. Texas Monthly Magazine. Texas Monthly Magazine. Why am I not subscribed to this? It has the greatest true crime writing. There's two, Skip Hollinsworth and Pamela Koloff, two of the great true crime writers of, oh, I would say, of all time. Texas Monthly has made me fall in love with the good parts of Texas a little bit. And I say that as a New Jersey resident. A lot of beautiful things and places and people and then a lot of bad stuff too. Every place. There's no place that's perfect. I know. I like, I hate this idea. I I haven't, I've never left the country before. And I really, really really would like to travel abroad one day once I have the money. And I always hear, you know, like I would love to go to Latin America. I took Spanish for eight years. And I just have a really deep appreciation for culture because um, I didn't really grow up like being too in tune with my own. And I, whenever I tell people like, oh, I want to go to Colombia or I want to go to Cuba or whatever, Venezuela, the first thing I hear is that, you know, it's super dangerous and you have to watch out and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but you can think of, Tons of, I mean, I can think of tons of places in the United States you probably wouldn't walk, want to walk around alone at night, but that doesn't mean I would tell people not to come visit. It just yeah. seems kind of like elitist almost. It's also, I, I, I think I've said it on the show before, I was always very nervous about international travel, barely did any of it. My wife loves it, and I've done so much more, and it's elitist, like you said, but there's something else to it, which is that it's it's this weird protective instinct that totally. is probably built into us for some reason that evolution put it there. But whenever you go someplace, in a way that sounds so basic and dumb, but that is really profound and beautiful, people are the same. People are the same as you. Totally. Everywhere you go, there's not these big swaths of humanity that are like creeps with bad intentions trying to take, take, take. No. You land anywhere. I've been to Latin America. I've been to Brazil. I've been to Chile. I've been, I've, I've been lucky. I've, I've, I've been to, I've been to South Asia, Sri Lanka. I've been, I've been to a bunch of places in Europe. I would love to go to Sri Lanka. Oh. Sri Lanka is probably like, I would say Sri Lanka and Granada, Spain are like my two. I am telling you, Sri, like big one. Sri Lanka is one of the most magical places on earth, and it's full of the nicest, kindest people I've ever met. The food is amazing. The things you see blow your mind. Everywhere I've ever been, when you get places, people just want to hang out. They want to eat. They want to have a drink. They want to laugh. And most of all, everywhere yeah. you go, people just want to 
care about their friends and their family. They just want to chill out totally. and drink pay on the back of life. And there's grifters everywhere and there's bad people everywhere. Oh, but, absolutely. But the large, one of the beautiful things, and this show has reiterated this to me, one of the beautiful things about humanity is that everybody's pretty basic in a beautiful way. Have a good meal, have a drink, have a laugh. That's all people want to do all over the world. Get by. Totally. That's like, that's like my favorite, like, yeah, that's like my favorite philosophy. There's, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Anthony Bourdain's show, mm-hmm. but um, there's this podcast um, called Let's Not Panic. And it's this, it was this couple who decide to, um, overland road trip from San Francisco to Patagonia and back again. And so they go all through Latin America and like, you know, podcast their travels. And every single episode, I was just so consistently impressed and not even, I wouldn't even say impressed. I was just like, I guess I was shocked at how not shocked I was that everybody they met was like totally normal. Like literally just what you were saying. It's just, when it comes down to it, we're all just doing the same things. We're all breathing. We're all trying to make it through the day. We're all dealing with stupid drama sometimes. Yeah. Like, everybody just wants to it's just, hold their head up high, be proud of who they are and how they live, do their thing. People are people. Totally. Now we've, That's, that's I, why we listen to the show. Thank you. And I, that's why I feel incredibly lucky that I, I stumbled into this show. Now, we got very off track. I love all the things we talked about, Portland and travel, all this stuff. But I do just need to say, you know what really amazes me about your friends and what you did? Hmm. Is you got this group of friends who get together and pretend to go on these quests. D&D is a game, if you've never played it, where by and large what you do is you kind of like go on these long epic journeys in an attempt to be a hero. And then your group of people that pretended to do that met up and actually did it. Have you thought about that? Well, I I mean, I'm going to sound like I'm saying this like in a silly way, but I mean, that's not what not how I think about it. It's you know, like like I said, once you've been there, like it's I would rather be tired and know, like, I would have, if she had been mad at us and she, like, never wanted to play D&D with us again, honestly, I would have been totally okay with it because better angry and alive than dead and satisfied. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but we didn't, we don't think about it like that. We, I, I would hope that anybody would do that for me if I was in that kind of a way. The cat. Yeah, right, buddy. <sighs> Why does the cat have to show up consistently during the most profound parts of what you're saying? Because that's life. Life will throw you some profound shit, and then it'll be like, hey, here's a five-year-old tripping in front of you. Life throws you a profound <laughs> statement and then follows it up with the phrase... Isn't that right, Bubby? You got too many (laughs) nicknames for this cat. Now, is your friend okay? Is the friend doing better? Is the ex out of her life? What do we know? I just, I don't want you telling her story for her, but 
just based on what you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of concern. I did out just, there. I did just actually get some updates um, a couple minutes ago that I can tell you. Um, so it looks like, let me just read over. So it looks like she has been scheduled to be put in a facility for a couple days by her request, which is really good. Um, it doesn't look like he is going to be around to visit, which is good. And he will be taking care of their menagerie of animals, which is good because she was, that's something she was really worried about. That sounds, so, uh, I think. It sounds like there's a good infrastructure be okay. there. That's good. And it's, uh. Yeah, I'm. I'm just glad she's deciding to go in a facility. That's a really hard choice for people to make and not to get super preachy. But if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it, but trying to talk yourself out of it, listen to that initial instinct that's telling you to go. You can always figure it out after. Absolutely. If you're, uh, and I've been there and everybody knows I've been there and it's, um, you have these nights where you're really on edge and you're on the edge of something bad and that dialogue gets going and that that internal monologue is just running out of control and uh it's gonna try to convince you that there's no way out and then you're gonna have these momentary flashes where you really feel like there might be a way out um of that situation and there's going to be these momentary flashes where you get the instinct that maybe it might be time to make a call to help yourself, whether that's 911 or whether that's a friend or whether that's a hotline. And uh, I, I'm with you. Act on those instincts when they come up. Those are the, those are the, in, on a night when things have gone a little haywire, those instincts are the ones that are, are on target and, and, and yep. do not be convinced. I've always, one of the things I've always had so much trouble explaining to people about depression, and I don't love talking about this stuff publicly anymore because it opened the floodgates, but one of the things that people have a hard time understanding is that depression is almost, it wants to survive and it wants to convince you that you need it and that it's correct and that it's rational and that it's there for you. It's sort of like yeah. this living thing that doesn't want you to kill it, and you can't buy it's a into parasite. it. Yeah, and you can't buy into it, and you can't believe it. You got to remember that it's not your I friend. Know. To put it back in the realm of uh, fantasy, because it sounds like you're someone who loves good fantasy-based entertainment. It's like remember, remember Grima Wormtongue. Remember that from Lord of the Rings. Wormtongue got, yes. got in King Theon's ear. It's like Grima Wormtongue. I always felt like that was an analogy for depression, <laughs> and Gollum oh, was an absolutely. analogy for addiction. I always thought that. Oh, totally. I think when you struggle with mental illness, you can sort of see the underlying threads of everything. Let me uh, let me ask For you. Sure. Let me ask your opinion on something because I I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I've been in a few scary situations where I I once wound up. No one knows this. I've never talked about this publicly. There was someone. Uh, he used to call the Chris Gethard show. And that show, if you watched it, there was like a weird fine line between viewer and participant where you could call and you could make mm -hmm. jokes. And there was someone who kind of like 
was in that middle ground. I'm not going to say too much. Uh, right. They started posting things online that were extraordinarily concerning. And some people alerted me to it. And I, I didn't know the person all that well beyond their calls, but I started reaching out to some people who were their friends, and they also they didn't know what was going on. And this, this wound up with me, someone pretty disconnected in a real way from the person sort of explaining to the person's parents how real it seemed and how much I'd been there and they were kind of overwhelmed and it, they wound up being hospitalized and uh, my, here's my question for you because I've been there too and one of the things I struggled with is and that I bet a lot of listeners are are struggling with is you mentioned that you've had some struggles along the way one of the reasons I think it's so hard to act on the instinct to help is because you kind of have to face your own fears. When someone is mentally slipping, that could happen to any of us. So sometimes totally. I feel like people hang back on helping because they have to face it down. What was it what what was it or what is it that makes you take that leap and get in the car? Um I think like I said, I think it's probably like I don't really talk about my own experiences too often but it's anonymous um there was this one time I remember where um if anybody is familiar with it there's a Washington Park max stop uh that leads to the zoo and it's an underground tunnel um and that's a spot where I almost committed suicide and it was one of those times where I had turned my phone off and I wasn't going to I wasn't going to tell anybody I was going to let it be successful and then it's like exactly like you said there was just this one brief instant where I was like maybe I don't have to do this and it was when I was standing on the track with the train literally towards me like and I think just, I've, I would never, I don't like knowing that anybody feels the way that I felt that day. And if I even think that somebody is feeling that way, if I have the ability, there's like, how do you put a price on life like that? Like, how do you potentially wake up the next day and say to yourself, like, how, like, why didn't I go? You know, like, because I mean, think about it. If at the worst case scenario, it's a person lying for attention, they obviously are having something so terrible in their mind happening that they would do something like that. You know, like, either way, I just, I think people are afraid to be vulnerable. And I think vulnerability is a two-way street. I think when people are vulnerable in front of you, it confronts what it means to be vulnerable with somebody and what intimacy can mean for friendships. Like, but I mean, I think people get scared to say things uh, to their friends like, Oh, I love you, especially because we have such a marker on it. But like, I genuinely love this person. And I think I genuinely love everybody in a sense where if I heard that there was somebody that was feeling like this, I would do something about it if I could. I think that's what anybody would want to do once they felt that. Yeah. You're, I tell you what, this is a real wake-up call for me because 
I have, uh, I, I feel like my, my guard has gone up the past few years so much that I don't know if I, I don't know if I've met the bar you just set there and I, I, I need to. So I thank you because on a personal level, I've kind of. Oh, you're a good guy. Yeah, but, I think you would surprise yourself. Well, you know what it is, is I went so public with my stuff and then the floodgates opened of how much I heard and it's, yeah. it was like a... It's overwhelming. Uh, yeah, and I started, I started to feel like I was... Uh, a friend of mine had to step in, my friend JD, who's, who's one of my great friends and collaborators in this world, he stepped in and he said, dude, you've made some good stuff that's helped people, but you're an entertainer, you can't save everybody. And that was like a real sobering thought that... Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm at capacity, and this is, this is, uh, this is wild. But yeah, you tried. I've I mean, tried, and you've tried, and everybody's got to try, and there's so many people out there who have probably tried, who have probably tried to help somebody, tried to step in, and uh, to all those people. Well, you can only help you. if you can, you know? Like, if you're not in, yeah. if you're overwhelmed, and you're in a, you know, you can't help anybody if you can't help yourself. That's why they tell you not to help somebody bring their air max down on, you know, airplanes before your own. Like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately you have to help yourself and you know yourself best. If you get to a point where you can't take on that emotional burden, I mean, shit, I am so emotionally exhausted from last night. I just want to cry. Like it was exhausting. I can't imagine having thousands of that because, it's different, you know, because I know there are thousands of people that feel that way. And if I ever come across them, I want to help, but you get millions. You know what I mean? Likely you get thousands. I've gotten thousands. I've gotten thousands. And it's, uh, it's that, it's that tough thing where it's that tough thing too, where my special about this stuff was so blunt that sometimes, sometimes I have to look somebody in the eye and go, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I've, Everything I had to say is in there, and I don't have any. There's not. There's yeah. not some secret I was holding back on that I can bust out now. And right. I, I wish there was. You're I wish like, there was. I wish there was. You're like here. Have my uh, have my HBO login. Watch the special. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I don't mean to make it all about me. But you've said some stuff that I, I will actually say in a very genuine way. It's inspiring to me to realize it's been a few years, and maybe it's time for me to get a little more comfortable again being that guy. It's okay. Hey, are you going to be able to get some sleep today? Where are we at? Because it's real early in the morning where you are and you said you've been up all night. You got to go to work. Or are you going to be able to sort of crash out and uh, recover physically uh, and emotionally? Uh, you know, I really just got a boogie. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> keep going. <laughs> you can't say boogie about something this serious. Sometimes you just got to keep on keeping and, you know, I'll sleep tonight. Now, this is going to become like an unlikely rallying cry and catchphrase for our fan base. Sometimes oh, you just got a boogie. <laughs> I mean, if Ginger doesn't make all of the T-shirts, then that is a fine quote in my opinion. <laughs> we haven't had a new T-shirt in a while. I'm an t-shirt. Bong, get it. Sometimes you just got a boogie. So wait, so you do. You got to hustle a little bit today. You can't. You can't relax 
after a job well done? Uh, I no, I have a I have a friend coming over that's uh, going to keep me company and make sure I don't you know fall asleep while I'm in the middle of managing databases. Um, and he looks just like Benedict Cumberbatch, which I'm real excited about. What does that mean? <laughs> Do you know who Benedict Cumberbatch is? Yeah, he's Doctor Strange. But what? Why does it? Okay, I'm just saying. Is this? He's cute. But wait, I thought you said you had a partner. I do. I'm in an open relationship. With two minutes left, you're dropping the open relationship. <laughs> so you got Benedict. I can always call back for round two. <laughs> you got, be- yeah, maybe the follow-up down the line. I'm sure people are going to want to know. So you got Benedict Cumberbatch coming over. You got to manage databases. This is someone cute you're interested in. You got an open relationship where you might, you're, where you're clearly angling to maybe fool around with this Benedict Cumberbatch guy someday, and also just last night you drove like ten hours total to intervene in a potential suicide. Ah, it's a crazy life in your twenties, man. <laughs> crazy life. <laughs> <laughs> that now that I still have the energy, you know what I mean. More power to you. Because, like, normally I'm so, like, take my pills, be in bed by 9.30. <laughs> not today. Today's about that Cumberbatch. Not today, but day was not today. <laughs> no. He's so cute. I'm going to knock on his face. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I don't feel like we need to have to talk, Chris. Knock on his face? I've had the talk before. I'm almost no, 40. Mac. Oh, Mac. I thought you said I'm going to knock on his face. And I was oh, like, oh, goodness. No, not unless he, like, you know, is into that. <sighs> Everything with consent, kids. Sometimes you just got a boogie. And I'm boogieing away. All right. We got 10 seconds left. Sincerely. I mean, we're having so much fun right now at the end, but thank you for what you did. Thank you for stepping in and yeah. trying. Thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for talking to me when I was in my frugal state or feral state. <laughs> frugal? Are you particularly tight with your money on the of course? I am having a dying brain. <laughs> Caller, thank you for the wonderful call. Thank you for letting me hear your cat. Thank you for telling me all about Portland. Thank you for letting me know that you're about to hook up with Benedict Cumberbatch. And obviously, most of all, thank you for stepping up and helping someone in need. Not everybody does that, but I think uh, a lot more people are going to be inspired to because of the uh, epic journey you went on the night before this call. Thank you. And hey, it was mentioned in the course of this that the uh, caller today, one of her favorite calls was made out with my teacher, we wanted to do a follow-up with Made Out With My Teacher, and I met Made Out With My Teacher in person. Feels weird referring to you as Made Out With My Teacher, but caller, if you're out there, we've been having trouble getting in touch. If you'd like to do a follow-up, reach out, and uh, if not, no worries. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Justin Linville. Thank you, Shell Shag. Want to know about me, my tour dates, when I'm on the road? ChrisGeth.com has all that info. Hey, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really helps when you do. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, what's it like to be a mom when your kid's not walking the typical path? I will tell you, we cried. We cried so many tears. Um, and we had so many things happen to us that were just super horrific, you know. But at the same time, it was one of those that, I don't know, you just... As a parent, and you'll you'll learn this, you know that you just it just kicks in. I know this sounds so weird, um, but something in you kicks in, and you just fight or flight, you know. And we fought. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. <laughs>